Hi everyone and welcome back to Into the Void. I'm your host Ant and you join me today for episode number 21 of my weekly audio diary or my A-log as I prefer to call it in which I share my thoughts and musings or whatever's currently on my mind really. So thank you all for tuning in. Um, I hope you are all doing well as always during these um, extraordinarily transformative times. First of all, um, just a big apology on my part. Uh, I realise it's been quite a while since I um, posted an episode um, of Into the Void on my Podomatic uh, podcast account. So just briefly, I've been suffering from, you can probably hear, kind of viral infection type of thing. Um, so obviously haven't been in the right headspace um, to put out any new content. Um, I'm actually just going to begin um, today's episode because um, I think sometimes um, it's important um, to be reminded of the deeper meaning of, of illnesses and, and disease, um, excuse me, especially at this time because um, we're hearing more and more reports. Perhaps you have first hand experience of your friends or relatives or acquaintances of fast-acting cancers or people just generally feeling quite unwell um, under the weather or, or you know whatever it might be just struggling to find um, to find health and uh, balance really um, so what I found is um, what sorry what I should say what I found in the past from my own experience is when I do go through illness it often coincide, coincides with um, a kind of um, shift in awareness that I'm experiencing. So on the one hand, I just um, refer a little bit to what I've been going through. In recent weeks, I have been um, really feeling um, quite a lot of compassion and gratitude and kindness. Uh, more for other people. I'm still, still working on generating that for myself. And this real kind of also... Um, a real feeling, a deep feeling um, of letting go of anger. Um, you know how we develop an anger at the state of the world because we want things to improve and we, we hate to see or sense so much suffering and criminality and so much of it appears unnecessary. But also um, coming to an understanding of, again, a phrase you've probably all heard of many, many times, and this idea that um, people generally are doing the best they can in life based on their current level of personal or self-awareness, if I can put it like that. And um, whilst experiencing this um, illness, um, which has laid me quite low and, you know, just a lot of sleeping, really, um, I've been feeling that kind of more and more and more, really. And um, I, with that, a sense of sadness, it's, it's weird as well. You've got this sort of, um, I've been feeling more compassion, I should say, gratitude and kindness, but at the same time, a sort of um, sadness as well. And it's really quite um, kind of strange, strange paradox. And it is a quite a deep transformative process for me because, um, as I've said quite a lot recently, being a Gemini, I'm very much someone, you know, an archetypal Gemini where it's all you know, mercurial of the mind. And I think part of this illness that I've been experiencing is where I, I literally burn out my physical body because I'm still so much conjugating on the mind, in the mind, thinking, ruminating 
as much as excuse me i try not to that's still my kind of um that's still my um default position really so that's just a little bit of the kind of sort of um breakthrough um that i've been going through and it is it's also um quite a transformation in that um for many many years uh i've been someone that's been very kind of self-obsessed self-absorbed in my own pain and suffering as i see it which i know obviously is is illusory because such things don't really exist and also often falling in um to the whole idea of um sort of poor me syndrome which is one of the sort of coping mechanisms that we use um which i used from a very young age which is um quite common and how in order for us to cope with life and that was obviously in um this, one of the teachings of the celestine celestine prophecy one of a, a group of um sort of coping mechanisms that that we use and part of this sort of as you're probably aware, aware poor me syndrome is blaming the world blaming our parents blaming our friends blaming our, our relatives and always attributing blame out there in in the world and and how that sort of links to illness and disease is that I know from from my own experience that something else that I've suffered from um, chronically really is eczema and um, very visual eczema often on the face and it's very easy as you might imagine to fall into poor me syndrome when you're covered in eczema and I've had some for example in February 2020, just before um, dreaded COVID uh, reared its ugly head, I was literally covered from from head to toe. So I was really forced um, in those weeks. It was quite a few weeks before my body recovered. I was really forced in, in, in to face, you know, the body and, you know, the fact that it, we're told that we're not our body. And I was dealing with a lot of issues around shame, self-loathing anger frustration why is this happening to me and as soon as i was able to just let go and and, and surrender and realize that look i'm not being punished this severe ex eczema outbreak is ha happening for a reason perhaps to to purge toxins it's kind of weird that it was right before a few weeks literally before covid hit and all of that shenanigans and nonsense but so always having a very visual um health condition as i was saying with eczema has always I've always sort of had this um, real propensity to fall into poor me syndrome, especially as we know, people can be quite unkind in public uh, places if you have very sort of physical um, health conditions that people can see and uh, people can be unquite, quite unkind, unfortunately, and say things or or stare and point. And I've had to deal, I've had to deal with a lot of that. And I, I still do, um, I still do struggle but at least now I do have the understanding that I'm not being punished by some sort of higher power or authority or in the, in the past I've even thought, you know, perhaps it's my body punishing me. I now realise that, you know, our bodies and all of our individual organs as such, you know, they have their own individual intelligence as we know that the actual, even the stomach has several brains or there's an understanding of that type of understanding. So, it's taken me many years to, to understand that when I do get things like illnesses or, or when they come along, it is for my higher good. Um, it is for my higher purpose. But I think something else that many of us struggle with who over the years 
um, you know, in the whole alternative, truther, conspiracy, whatever field, new age, all of those kind of clunky uh, phrases that we use, or any of us just searching for the truth of who and what we are, many of us, of course, go down many kind of rabbit holes, perhaps big pharma or, you know, discovering the ways in which um, food supply, soil is poisoned, our air is uh, poisoned. But on the positive side, we can work out all of the kind of foods and supplements and, you know, wonderful things that nature provides um, for us to to heal our bodies. And something, again, it's kind of like a paradox because I know the kind of things, the kind of supplements, perhaps like many of you guys listening, I know the kinds of foods I should be avoiding, like sugar, refined carbs, etc., etc. And I know um, the kind of things I should be imbibing into my body. So at this time, I've been taking a lot of um, ginger and turmeric and uh, apple cider vinegar with lemon and manuka honey and, and various things. And I think there is a danger that, um, I mean, what I've been experiencing in recent weeks is, well, I'm taking these things. It's why am I still unwell? Why do I still feel so absolutely awful? Why am I struggling even to get out of bed every morning? It, it, there's this sort of, I'm not sure how to explain it, but it's almost like um, we take these things that we know our bodies need to maintain good health. But sometimes we need to realise that even when we take these things that our bodies need, that our bodies crave, in fact, you know, real real medicine, perhaps I could say, um, it's, there is no instant fix. And it may be that we need to experience a disease or illness for, for several weeks or several months or even several years in spite of, you know, drinking um, pure spring mountain water, which not many of us have access to. But I think sometimes um, we can lose sight of that. And not that it means that we shouldn't be, um, you know, taking supplements, vitamins and, and all the wonderful things that, that nature provides us in terms of herbs and, and, and plant and plant medicine and all the rest of it. But again, I think when we when we take those, it, it, there is an expectation that, you know, we should be cured or there is an expectation that this will lessen the symptoms of our of our illness or our disease. And that isn't necessarily the case. And the reason why I'm talking about this is, uh, again, because that can lead can lead to anger and frustration. Um, but also it kind of pushes us in the direction of um, embracing this idea of surrender. And I know lots of people in the New Age spiritual field, lots of content creators um, and all the rest of it, and YouTubers and video makers and all these great people, they talk a lot, don't they, about surrender, surrender. It's all about surrender. But this is a good example of... Um, realizing where as i was just talking about the body has a higher intelligence than our mind or intellect can conceive of and you know it's very difficult if you have health conditions that are debilitating like i've had in the past with very severe eczema outbreaks or people who have um chronic fatigue syndrome and they can't even get out of bed or people who have things like chronic um joint pain and they can't even move so or or any kind of condition, disease or, 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 or illness that any of us um, um, gets. It's, it is very difficult. It's very difficult to surrender to that. And this whole idea of, um, well, I might need to spend a whole year in, in 
in um in bed to to recover and that is you know what my body what my higher self or my higher intelligence and that's that's the idea of surrender where we need to um recognize that sometimes it means that you know if we can do it financially we do have to sort of like um opt out in life and and again it speaks to this sort of notion of whereby um when we're in when we're in the midst of a a, a crisis um situation it is very hard and we have to live life day to day going forward but very often the wisdom only really arises um when we look when perhaps we look at a period of illness or disease and we, and we weren't you know living our normal full life and we weren't in life and we were having to opt out if we if we could do that financially we and we we recognize oh that makes sense now i know why that needed to happen but where when where we are when we are sorry in the midst of it all it is very very difficult and it is easy um it is easy to to fall into into sort of like poor me syndrome and just lastly on this opening point about the deeper meaning of illness and disease an aspect i know of my own development and learning and something that i've always struggled with is how to sort of be in the world and still go out and work and meet friends and do all the normal things when i am feeling very shitty when i am feeling sorry for myself when you know perhaps i've got um you know flu or cold but i can still go out and be in the world is is not to sort of not to um not to feel sorry for myself and realize that i can still go out shine my light still be a good friend and is what i've always struggled with is these feelings of sort of self-loathing shame anger and frustration have overwhelmed me to the point where i've gone right screw it i i just can't i just can't operate in this world anymore when really if i kind of step into my my more kind of warrior side warrior side spiritual warrior side i know that i can so at the moment at least i am able to get out of bed and do things and uh, once more interact with people and and it is a reminder of one of one of my syndromes is this whole idea i want to want to want to retreat from the world and stop shining my light and again it's we're in this period, all of us now, all of humanity, whatever our understandings of life and the meaning of existence, we all are. It is going to feel like we're being pummeled, um, as Laurie Ladd says. He's putting out a, a lot of very good content at the moment. We're all being pummeled because all of our syndromes, all of our kind of things that we set, our issues that we circle around, our fears, our traumas, they all they are all coming to a head right now and um i think many of us are finding and and that means it's it is difficult because that will include things that we feel that we had processed you know fears trauma that we thought that we had dealt with grievances with loved ones and family that we felt we'd worked through it's all arising it's all bubbling up to the surface to be processed so i mean all i would say just um before i move on in this particular episode is it is important i struggle but it is important to be kind to ourselves it is important that we seek out the support uh, and love of those around us and also um just being kind to ourselves in in terms of also remembering uh so i need to remind myself that you know having the occasional bit of lovely chocolate cake or hot chocolate or cho chocolate <laughs> um is not the end of the world so 
sometimes when we're feeling um, really low physically like I've been and uh, very frustrating and I haven't been able to speak to you guys on my podcast is you know don't don't uh, we shouldn't guilt trip ourselves along with all the lovely things as I was saying you know the nice high quality manuka honey and um, uh, organically sourced um, garlic and turmeric and um, ginger and all the rest of it that there's nothing wrong with having some refined carbs because you know it makes us feel good you know a nice plate plate of pasta it makes it it's, it does help to lift our, our spirits so again it's as with everything that I talk about on into the void and my long-running sister show um, on discerning consciousness it is all, all about balance and at this time it really is about about being um, kind to our, ourselves because um, we are we are gonna we are gonna be we are gonna be pummeled into uh, an acceptance of what is if I can put it like that so what I want to talk about next is um, a theme that I um, do return to quite a lot because I think it's important and it's referring to um, the bigger picture at this time in respect of the evolution of human consciousness and as we know the veil is definitely lifting we can see all of it out there all of the horrors in the 3D world they are uh, kind of um, commensurate to this idea this notion that everything that was once hidden is now being revealed as we know during this stage of the Kali Yuga, a particular prophecy. Um, and we do need to realise, keep our eyes on the prize, that this really is all about our own individual journey in terms of who we are and what we are and what the kind of energies that we want to project out there into the world. Because in terms of the bigger picture, what I'm noticing more and more is there's a lot of energy harvesting going on um, because of the polarisation of opinions and this is creating a huge louche fest for the dark forces. Now, um, this is a nice little segue. My next episode on discerning con consciousness, sorry, my sister show, uh, my long-term running show on Podomatic, I will be talking about energy harvesting and what I mean by louche fest. So that will be coming up within the next few weeks. But more and more, I think it is incumbent upon us when we are, you know, on the Internet and we're reading comments or looking at videos or perhaps um, writing our own comments on YouTube videos, BitChute videos, Rumble, whatever your particular choice is, not not to get caught in the polarisation, not to get caught in the polarisation, not to sort of hit out at people who, you know, we feel are making stupid comments um, because that doesn't really contribute any anything to the um collective good and this all really i think we're all being we're all being pushed in the direction of having to embrace um uh, a kind of idea of uh emotional detachment to be indifferent um to let go of our opinions and viewpoints on the world and i think um these um what i'm sharing with you as i said at the very beginning of into the void the reason why i started into the void is i wanted to kind of get across more of a personal aspect of ants um over to you the listeners because before uh, on discerning consciousness podcast it's been kind of like very 
more sort of academic or get giving lectures or um you know uh not really sharing much of my own story and and um the reason as i say yeah why i started into the voice because i want to share more of my own kind of perspective and in that light recently um as you probably heard when i was talking in previous weeks about the situation in the middle east israel palestine gaza etc etc I had been I had been finding it hard. Perhaps like um, a lot of you guys to who are interested in such things, you may well not be. But I had been struggling to detach from my opinions, from my viewpoint, and not get into that whole you know sort of hatred for Israel and the whole Zionism thing. And and again, again, you know, this speaks to um, how things are sort of grievances or grudges that in the past we thought we'd let go of it's it's been difficult for me because I've had to had to detach and it's made me realize how much I was still detached for this sort of simmering I'd say hatred or lo loathing for um sort of Zionism and and, and Israel um and um that's been difficult you know put the phone down turn the laptop off don't focus on what's going out there in the world and and not to be and not to be heartless because we can we can have love compassion and compassion and empathy for people who are suffering in 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 all parts of the world whatever religion or ethnic you know kind of whatever ethnic background they might come from and and I believe that is important that we do that so when i say the detachment we need to learn that doesn't mean we don't care and that, that doesn't mean um, we're kind of selfish or not narcissistic or egotistical, but it is a kind of reminder of what can I do as an individual for people suffering um, in Gaza or anywhere else in the world? Because uh, we all have particular areas of, 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 of um, sort of um, geopolitical, international politics and the whole that sort of thing that we we tend to focus outside of our own countries remembering that there is very there is very little that we can actually do and and we, as we know don't want to get into this kind of discussion but even if we do volunteer for a relief agency or a charity agency like Oxfam UNICEF the Red Cross Red Cross and all the rest of it we know that there's a lot of um, kind of money laundering there's a lot of dodgy things that are going on and a lot of money that's raised doesn't necessarily go to help people in need. But from a higher dimensional understanding, um, it, is, um, it is always about keeping our eyes to the heavens and uh, that way we can, um, we can make sure that our own power, and that we protect our own power and our own light because that only really comes from being a good person being a loving, giving person to those around us and being kind and charitable um, to all the people in our in our day to day life. Now, I'm just going <clears> to <throat> excuse me. This is a nice little um, entry point or segue, perhaps I could say to what I want to talk about next, really, and how the bigger picture and the importance of detaching from all of these stories, from all of the all of these narratives that are going on. It really speaks to, at its core, is um, excuse me, the power of silence and how really, when we are, excuse me, when we are engrossed in 
or attached perhaps I should say to opinions and to ideas about how the world should be and what the world should look like we really we we live in denial of the power of what I call the power of silence and that's what I'm going to talk about now the power of silence because um, all of the magic and mystery of the unknown uh, it all comes really creational power uh, or the creational source all comes from the void of course and one way of celebrating this is to detach ourselves from the information overload and this idea again i've spoken about a lot of trying to work it all out trying to use information to think that we can work work it all out and as i've spoken about a lot that can be extremely um self um defeating because we begin to excuse me we begin to um downplay our own our own psychic abilities we begin to um, lose sight of the power of silence and the power of mystery and magic and um, Stuart Wilde who um, wrote a whole load of series of books on spiritualism and spiritual practice and it's kind of like at the height of his popularity back in the 1990s excuse me in one of his books he spoke about one sort of practice that we can do to try and heighten our psychic powers and to to try and um, the um, sort of connect more with what I call the subtle realms beyond the mind, beyond the intellect. And uh, it might be worth trying sometime. I haven't yet, but I plan to. But so for an evening, perhaps for two or three hours, once we've dealt with everything you need to do, like cooking, cooking the meal, putting the children to bed or you know, taking the dog out for a walk, whatever it is, you kind of like, um, you're hunkering down for the evening, is to um, is to wear a blindfold and then for a couple of hours um, to walk blindfold uh, around the house to navigate just using sensory perception. Because by doing something like that is a good way to, in, to heighten our extrasensory perception. And also it does it does make us realise the power of the subtle realms, as I was just saying, saying, sorry, the power, our own, the power that we have to embrace the hidden and, and the unknown. And it, it does help to just tune us in more to um, subtle mess messages that might arrive. We think of like kind of um, shamanism and the meaning of when we perhaps see uh, an unusual, um, uh, see an animal, like the other day I saw a, a game bird, I'm not quite sure what it was, and it might have been a partridge, I'm not sure, but not normally a kind of bird that you would see um, in a back garden in an urban area. And yesterday um, there was a huge bumblebee that had got caught in a spider's web out in the, um, out in the back property here in the dining room, and I was able to release it out of the uh, patio doors so now obviously when we see these um, animals and other things we know that they're little messages that we're getting from from the universe and, and we can look up what those specific animals might mean in terms of aspects of of our being uh, or perhaps you know directions that we need to move in life or maybe aspects of our uh, aspects of our own personality that we're we're living in denial of or, or we're perhaps not not fully in, embracing 
out there in the world. So again, by doing exercises like the walking blindfold, I think it can um, help us to move out of logic and reason. Nothing wrong with that. Obviously, very important that we don't um, don't give up logic and reason, which served us very well during all the shenanigans during COVID. But it's not a kind of state of being or state of mind that we can we can always live in. And again, we're back to this idea of surrendering and letting go and to learn to love um, the unknown uh, and embrace the void. Um, because I believe, as many people have said, who talk about death or the void beyond or what happens at the point of death, I think, you know, when we do become detached from the mind or detached from the ego at the point of death and we see the purity of, of our being, um, I think we, we probably are brought to awareness of, oh my God, <laughs> the pointlessness of filling our minds with all of this ideas, information and things that I need to know. And it will be quite a shock when, 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 the, when the ego is vaporised and, and our higher self, our spirit self, comes to an understanding of oh, my oh my word I spent so many years just immersing myself in in really nothing more than trivial trivialities and I think that's going to be um that's going to be that's going to be um it's going to be quite a shock um for many of us really so in the last part of this particular episode of into the void I want to return to one of my kind of like magazine features and that's drawing upon drawing upon some of my COVID memoirs and reflecting and seeing how the world has changed really since COVID or perhaps how it hasn't. And one of the things um, during COVID um, that really struck me was sort of um, the ways in which it did appear as if society going forward was going to change. And one of those was sort of the economy in terms of um, sort of like how people were encouraged to work from home. We also had um, more and more there was talk of perhaps uh, a universal basic income or probably better known as a UBI. And even um, talk within the political kind of sphere of the possibility of a four day week uh, becoming um, a reality within the British, um, British economy. And now what I find really fascinating is um, how a lot of those sort of conversations really then they're, they're not they're not happening anymore within the mainstream sphere anyway. Uh, and we've seen um, I know from my own experience, a lot of my uh, family live. Um, sorry, beg your pardon. They work for the civil service or they work for local authorities here in the UK. And now really, really the mandate, quite an aggressive mandate is, no, you need to come back. You know, we, we need you in the office now. And there's there's no longer this sort of, oh, no, you can't come to the office and spread spread the dreaded um, lurgy. And also um, in recent times, the government have um, warned local authorities who in the past were talking about perhaps moving their staff towards four day weeks. They're, they're, they're warning local authorities across the country, oh no, that's, that's not going to happen, well not at least in the short to medium term, it's definitely staying on, on five days a week. And what this reminds me of is how perhaps, again, 
um, during COVID, I did get caught up in this whole, you get sort of whipped up in a fervour of, well, we might see some positive change, <laughs> some lasting positive change. Because I think that, um, you know, I think generally people working a four day week, as long as they get paid the same as doing a five day week, that is a good thing. And I think that a universal basic income, UBI, if it was implemented in an honest and sincere way and it did remove people from the benefit trap, which is a huge problem here with the UK economy, then I don't have a problem with it. But likewise, I do I do sympathise with um, people who view it as, you know, quite a sinister thing. I think it's the level at which it's pitched and also, of course, what people have to do in order to um, be eligible for UBI, Universal Basic Income. But just more broadly, um, it does speak to how resilient the system is and how it does just keep replicating itself. Um, and although we had, you know, like faint whispers of perhaps some real quite radical change in the idea of, um, you know, UBI and four day week. Now such talk has really, really gone to the fringes, uh, whereas once it was, you know, it was being talked of in within the political mainstream sphere. And um, I think it's really, again, why does the mainstream system, why does it keep just, why does it keep, why why is it so resilient? Perhaps I can think of it like that. Why does it just keep replicating itself? And purely and simply, and I've made this point again, it's worth repeating, is because billions of people on the planet cannot envisage envisage sorry any other way of living or being other than the prescriptive norms within day-to-day -day tiktok mainstream society so really uh, as we know society culture um, everything out there is merely just a reflection of the collective of how people are thinking and feeling and processing yes there is a nefarious secret cabal who um are still attempting to push society in a certain direction through propaganda, through mind control, through toxins in the environment, all the rest of it. But that power is waning, as we know. But yeah, it is. It is. It's. It's really interesting, and it, and it reminds me again a lesson that I'm sharing with you guys because it's a lesson that I constantly need to remind myself is. <sighs> You know, the world out there, the big bad world, it's still it's not going to change anytime soon, more than likely. And that's why we need to let go of the attachment of expecting it is. Like I've said recently, you know, people who in truth are conspiracy circles, oh, the dollar's going to collapse. The dollar's going to collapse. Well, I've been hearing that since 2005. It still hasn't collapsed. <laughs> the financial global financial system is going to collapse imminently. Is it? You know, it's still trundering on. And that's why we do, and a message to myself, let go of this attachment that the world is going to change at nine o'clock tomorrow morning. Because do you know what? It probably isn't. And ultimately, in terms of our own um, stories, our own direction, our own um, journeys in life towards the centre of our being, to understanding understanding who and what we are, to, to surrendering, to um, letting go of all our fears, it isn't really important what's going on out there. Even if uh, even if um, a meteor strikes 
and wipes out billions of people. Ultimately, um, what really matters is what's going on inside ourselves. So the reason why I've spoken about this is because it's a little pertinent reminder of whatever the world is going to do, it's going to do. It's going to it's literally going to do its own thing. Um, and until a critical mass of people in this world can dream a different dream, then nothing is really so nothing is really going to change. And again, this brings me back to my previous point of the power of silence, the importance of letting go, of being attached to any any specific um, outcomes. And I, I know one of them at the moment, there seems to be this idea that um, on a sort of kind of metaphysical level that the state of Israel, they're fi finally going to get their canuppance and that because the world, even the mainstream media is you know, reporting quite honestly, bizarrely enough, for once the horrors of what's going on in Gaza, then this means that um, Israel and the state of Israel, the government, is going to somehow imminently justice is going to be served upon them. Uh, again, I'm trying to, I'm trying to kind of pull back from ideas like that because again, it's giving away our power when we, when we, when we get like, like COVID, we became. There was like this idea that all the MPs in the British Parliament were going to be arrested, which at the time, you know, I, I was like, well, that would be interesting. But of course, looking back, it was a ridiculous idea how we can get attached to ideas of justice. And, 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 I, and I just don't think it's ever going to happen, really. I just don't think that's going to be it's ever going to happen. So that's something else, a reminder to myself that I share with you guys. So anyway, I think we're coming up to, yeah, about 40 minutes now. I don't want to go on for too much longer. So um, I think I'll wind things up here for the latest episode of Into the Void. So uh, a real big thank you um, for being patient, because I know it's been over two weeks now, two weeks and one day, I think, since I put out any content. So thank you so much for being patient. And thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I really do um, appreciate all your support. And hopefully I will, it is my intention, if my health allows, to to get back to a kind of weekly, um, weekly format um, very, very soon. So thank you all again, and hopefully I will speak to you all very soon. Bye for now.